podcast, a bi-weekly book club podcast where I bring on two guests to read a book suggested by one of the guests. Except for not this time. This week, I brought back on two of my favorite past guests to read one of my favorite books. Because it's the end of the year and this will help me line up better in January. So, um, <laughs> please welcome back Emily and Ollie of Best Acquaintances. Hello, guys. Hello. Megan, I have a, a just a quick question. Sometimes <laughs> oh, you're you hear, jumping in already. Sometimes people say, uh, "Is it a film or is it a movie?" And I'm just wondering, like, is this a book or is it something else? What? I'm only messing with you. I just, I, I really like this book, but I want you to think I hated it off the side. Oh. <laughs> I okay. This is what I get for messaging you earlier, going, "Please tell me you didn't hate the book because I'm panicking." <laughs> it's it's oh, a very cool. enjoyable book well unless you can't read the episode title uh <laughs> we read vicious by victoria schwab which is uh one of my favorite authors and one of my favorite books and if you didn't like it emily it's okay i don't know how i feel about it yet <laughs> and also i think ollie's lying when he says he liked it i'm i'm not lying i would never lie to megan about something this important to her <laughs> it's okay to tell me the truth if you don't like it it's fine <laughs> um, it, it it i i don't know let's go over it and then i'll decide what i think okay uh <laughs> maybe when i hear what you like, i'll be like oh yeah i did like that the uh the i guess simple summary of this is uh two college kids decide that they want to they figure out the secret formula to gaining superpowers and thus they try to get superpowers and when they succeed they become mortal enemies <laughs> and uh yeah that's actually pretty much the simplest uh so we have victor vale uh whose name is amazing and then eli <laughs> who changes his name to eli ever because because it's a young adult novel. No, it's not. Uh, it's an adult novel. You can tell because it is written by V.E. Schwab and not Victoria Schwab. She names uh, her adult books are V.E. Schwab. Her young adult books are Victoria Schwab. So that's how you can tell the difference between the two. Oh, I, I, I assumed I'd be able to tell the difference while I was reading them. But it turns out, that, <laughs> turns out well, I wasn't able to tell that difference. Apparently can't. Uh, you know, when your your main characters are thirty two, that tends to not read young adult. But were they? Yeah, they were thirty two, and the ten years later, they were college kids, and then thirty two. Oh. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, in Twilight, he was hundreds of years old. <laughs> <laughs> I have an entire podcast where I argue weekly about what young adult is. Please don't make me do it here too. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to be like. Oh. I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. If, if you say it's not young adult, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I mean, I do want to point out that I bought it twice now, and both times were in the young adult section of the bookshop. Yep. The first time I bought it as well, it was also in a young adult bookstore. But uh, I think it's because she started as a young adult writer, so, um, and now that she's gotten to be so big, they kind of, lump i think all of her books together in young adults to make it easier in so. my store her all of her books are in um sci-fi that makes sense too 
Mm. So yeah. Fun fact. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as this is is a podcast that's supposed to be about book covers, um, they just announced the re-release cover for this because the second book comes out next year. Um, So... (laughs) Ollie's gonna have oh, no. <laughs> I was wondering why it had brackets around at the back, villains number one. So there's gonna be a villains number two. It is, it's called Vengeful. Oh, I'm gonna have Audience. to read this. Audience, in case you don't know, Ollie's a completist, a compulsive completist. So I shouldn't tell you that there might be a third one too, I'm sorry. Ah, damn. I mean, yay. To, to be fair, when I got this book originally, I thought it was a standalone. It only has, in the past year, come out that it is uh, going to be a series. But I mean, it ends on like it's got it's such a nice, neat little ending. See, I thought so too. And with um, a flop house Facebook group, did a book swap this year. And I sent this book to someone to read, and uh, and I told him like, "Hey, this is going to be a series, but just so you know." The first one stands alone just fine. And he's like, yeah, I found the ending to be a bit of a cliffhanger. It's like, well, it's been two years since I've read this. Um, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Wait, are we, mm. can, can we, can we talk about the ending right now? Just sure. Or will we leave it there? Cause let's, the, let's the ending... lead up to it. Cause no, like the ending up, doesn't make, make any sense. sense. Yeah. So. Oh, wait. So as opposed to the other stuff in the book, which does make sense. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. This... I really liked it though. They're just, just so we know. <laughs> You're not convincing me you did, and it's okay if you didn't. I have not liked every book I've read for this podcast. Um, gray. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so the book is told through two kind of split narrative stories where we've got present day and then 10 years prior. Um, so starting with 10 years prior, we've got Eli and Victor as pre-med college kids getting ready to start on their thesis. Theseses? Mm-hmm. Thesi. Thesi? Is that it? Maybe. Um, damn, Emily. <laughs> I apologize. I was so uncomfortable when I was trying to be subtle. <laughs> um, Nothing happened. Well, at least that answers the question as to whether you can or not. But Jesus. <laughs> I need to move this because I keep making noises. Um, so they're coming up with their thesis statements. There we go. And Eli decides he's going to write about EOs, which stand for Extraordinaries, um, mm-hmm. and which are essentially people with superpowers. And um, he wants to see if it's a nature versus nurture. Basically, yes. Yeah. And it's was going to evolve into can you track them I think was the original plan but boys will be boys and he goes hey I think I figured out how people become EOs and his roommate goes cool let's try it <laughs> yeah. Victor says I'll go first yes so to become an EO you need to have a near death experience um, you need to essentially die and be brought back to life. Mm-hmm. No, I have a, a, a little quibble about that. It's like, would you consider that a near-death experience if you've actually died? I think that would be uh, pretty much just a death experience. Well, I think yeah. they thought it was a near-death experience and then realized you actually have to die and come back. Mm. So, um, 
So yeah, they're, you know, chatting and drinking after Christmas break. And Victor goes, cool, I'm going to take a bunch of pills and alcohol and um, bring me back to life. And it fails, as it should, <laughs> because <laughs> don't support stupid things. And um, also, this book is fiction. I probably should say that. Like, this is not a how-to guide to get superpowers. <laughs> it sounds like the movie uh, Flatliners. Um is that a 90s movie? That's what movie? my sister thought it was. Yeah, yeah 90s movie. Um, yeah. And then it? they had a, a recent, like, sequel slash reboot. Reboot, yeah, with um, yeah. Ellen Page. Yeah. 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 I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, I heard that. it's compared, compared to that as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Victor, I, I went back and looked over my review from this the first time I read it, and I can't remember. One of them is a sociopath, the other is a psychopath, and now I can't remember which one's which. Um, I think Victor's a <laughs> sociopath, and Eli's just a psychopath. Interesting. Um, well, because, like, neither of them are great dudes <laughs> from the beginning. That's... That's something I wanted to, to bring up because uh, I've had this before and I'm, I'm not one of those people who says, oh, you have to have somebody you can support. Um, but I've refused to watch Breaking Bad after season two because just none of the characters are likable. So I just go, I've, right. I'm, I don't want to spend time with people who aren't likable. There aren't any likable characters beyond possibly Mitch in this entire book. <laughs> I adore Mitch what and about Sydney? Sydney. Yeah. Sydney's a child, at least. You can't say that she's a horrible person. She has a dog. I didn't say she. Even... I didn't say she was a horrible person. It's just that she's not likable. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, so Victor's <laughs> first attempt fails. Eli decides to go give it a try. Gets into a bathtub of ice and freezes himself to death. Um, Ollie, is this like a realistic thing that could happen? Yeah, I was nope. wondering that too. <laughs> nope. Because eventually your body brings the temperature up and it eventually Yeah, the ice, cubes, the ice cubes would melt. You'd have to keep adding ice into it. Also, Ollie, as I was reading this, I texted you because he freezes himself and then uses a bunch of EpiPens Epi that he stole. To bring himself back to life. To bring himself back. Yeah. Which and I said... Wouldn't he need a pulse in order for that to work? To work, yes. Yeah. said, yes. <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, EpiPen's just pure adrenaline. So you're injecting yeah. adrenaline in, and that will just increase the frequency of any of the muscle contraction of movements that's going on. Uh, that's very basic version of what's going on. So I'm sure there's somebody sitting at home going, why would he say this? That's not how it works. <laughs> but that's the, the basis of what's going on. And um, if you have no pulse, that's not going to happen. And also... If you died from freezing, no amount of kickstarting your heart is going to bring it back because you still have all of the effects of the freezing going on. It's not like it, it's not like EpiPens suddenly make you warmer. Okay, yeah. well, he didn't pull him out and then jab an EpiPen in. He pulls him out and like... Oh, he places hand warmers on him. Places hand warmers on him. Um, breaks so his we, ribs. We know, like his, we know his hands were warm. So that's good. No, <laughs> that yeah, that too. I because I was saying he puts him on these points on his body where it's supposed to heat him up. That's when I said, wouldn't he need a pulse? Well, he also is um, tries to do um, chest compulsions. Yeah, and, and breaks his ribs. Yeah, and ends up breaking his ribs. Uh, so no, gross. yeah, it's <laughs> again not an actual how-to guide. <laughs> 
Have you guys? Have you guys? Have you guys ever done CPR training? Yes, I hate. Yes. Yeah, I, I specifically asked never to give me CPR training. I don't want to be in charge of it. I am not someone you want in charge in an emergency. Well, when we went to CPR training, and um, the guy says, um, you, you know, there's no such thing as pushing too hard. And then somebody uh-huh. said, uh, what happens if you break somebody's ribs? And the instructor was in, it was so serious, but on the super serious voice went, would you rather be dead or have broken ribs? <laughs> and uh, and it's like, well, he goes, it doesn't matter if you hear them crack. You keep pumping is because it, you are you are life for that person. Like, was it okay? Like no, it wasn't just the same. Jason doesn't do CPR. Oh, he okay. just looks at them and growls, and if they don't come back to life, they're not worth it. It's, that's why Jason. It just kicks them in the chest really hard. <laughs> I'm gonna break your ribs. But I... <laughs> and possibly snap your neck. Because <laughs> he's Australian. <laughs> I'm from Australia. <laughs> Sounds the same to me. So, um, Eli comes back. Yes. And he has a superpower. <laughs> Megan, what's his super, super, superpower? He is able to regenerate. His... He is Wolverine. Yes. He... he reproduces asexually. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that should be one of them. <laughs> it probably is. We don't know everybody. Hey, guys. Are. I reproduce by, through spores. <laughs> is, that, is that an X-Man? Because um, I'm not into the comics. I, have we can, no I idea. can ask Ryan about this. There's definitely one of the X-Men is like called Multiple Man. Do you think that's what he, he does? Like He just reproduces asexually. And then he's like, all of these are my children. Well, Ryan does listen, so he'll probably be able to Ryan, answer you your can question after. I'll that... tell Ryan to listen. No, he yeah, does is listen. This, is this what uh, Multiple uh, Man does? Yeah. Spoiler, he's actually going to be on in January. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh, shit, I did not okay. write that down. I have no idea. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, 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 yeah. Victor can heal him. No, sorry. Eli, Eli can, can heal himself. Uh, Eli also... Eli is not short for Elliot, first of all, but that's neither here nor there. But that comes up later um, on, doesn't it? Does it? I, yeah. Is that his full... Oh, I can't remember what his full name is. One of... At the beginning, it says his name is Elliot Eli Cardale. Yeah, and then the police use the name Elliot as a, a kind of a, a link from later on, and that's how Victor goes, wait, they're all using variations of Eli. And I was looking at it going, that's not a variation of Eli. It's a different name. Well, well yeah, they, they put their middle names in, and the first three letters are E-L-I. Mm. Yeah. Of the middle names, yeah. Um, but that comes later. Yeah, that's like <laughs> There are police in this. Uh, yeah, so they go so and Eli, and find out that Eli he can is heal. Doked. Yeah. Oh, oh, also, Eli's super religious, so he was praying before he died, and he thinks that's yeah, he, he thinks, thinks that's important. God saved him because he put yeah. himself in God's hands. Though Victor keeps repeatedly saying, "You put yourself in my hands," um, which I don't know. I I can't. I don't think he was really religious before that. It's like he had a religious awakening because of this. But mm, so, I remember him saying like he was praying. Like he definitely prays. Yeah. Where, yeah. Um, See, the problem I have with that, apart from it being religion in general, is. If he feels like he had a religious experience, would that not mean that 
he feels that everybody who's gone through this has had a similar religious experience where they've put themselves in God's hand and then have come back through it or been protected by him, which would make everything he does after this. Well, I, I, maybe, but he could also be thinking since he's like, he cracked the code, like everyone else just suddenly had a death experience. Hmm. So they weren't necessarily thinking like, Hey God, I put myself in your hands through this experience. They're just thinking, oh, oh shit, oh shit, oh yeah. shit. Because as oh, we all... also, it talks about it talks about with Sydney and her sister. It talks about what they both were thinking right before they died. Yeah, and that seems to have some yeah. kind of connection to what they. Uh, yeah, Victor and as we all know, they... that together. God yeah. is totally down with people who commit suicide. Well, no. So, <laughs> I think Eli's religious vendetta happens because after. So Victor tries again and electrocutes himself. Repeatedly. And repeatedly. Ends up killing, indirectly killing Angie, who's Eli's girlfriend. Oh, yes. Gets arrested for it, gets out, and goes to try to talk to Eli, who then views that, like, Victor came back as, a, like, a demon presence. But not really saying, like, a demon presence, like, he just came back wrong. And so that's why he's trying to... Then Eli goes on and tries to kill everybody else that's an EO because yeah. he believes everybody's coming back wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's talk about Angie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she dies quickly. She's, well, she's I mean, in the book a few times. Victor says, like, oh, I had a crush on her. And then Eli stole her. And then... Um, Victor got friend-zoned. She's good at everything. <laughs> and then she's she good at dying, off. Emily. Yeah, and then she gets killed. As soon as she's killed and later we find out that there's someone who can resurrect dead people, I was thinking they'd better not bring this girl back just to fight over her again. I see this so this is my second time reading it. Um yeah. and I don't know if it's because of another book I read this year. And that's what caused this line of thinking. But either Victor doesn't give a shit about anybody. He's just mad that Angie's now paying attention to Eli rather than him. And it's entirely yeah. a narcissistic thing. Or he's in love with both Angie and Eli. I cannot tell which way I wanted to go with that. Could be. Also, is Victor a virgin in this? <laughs> Because that could be why he's so angry all the time. <laughs> he's angry because he's in jail for 10 years. Oh, my years. God. He's... Is this coming from, like, the Kylo Ren is Kylo Ren a virgin? virgin? What? Oh, have you guys not seen Star Wars? <laughs> I've seen Star Wars, and I don't remember that ever no, no, being part of the it's a, story. It's apparently, um, oh, God, who plays Kylo Ren? Adam Driver. Thank you. Adam Driver. Apparently asked the current director if Kylo Ren was a virgin or not. <laughs> yeah, but I guarantee so walk different. <laughs> I guarantee you Ryan Johnson would have had a really cool answer for that. He was like, yes, he is. He is a virgin. Uh, also, more of a big question is, was Obi-Wan Kenobi a virgin when he died? Because like, that dude no. lived to a long life. What about Yoda? Jedis are supposed to be no. celibate. They are supposed to be celibate. And they're taken at a very young age. of, like, yeah. illegitimate children, I don't know. It's high. You can go either way. 
Because so, Luke in the books in the extended universe had yeah. children and a wife and stuff. I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, Ollie. You you definitely do have to tell me this because I have only read three uh, Star Wars <laughs> novels in my time, all written by Timothy Zahn. And you I have to admit, Luke has children in them, so uh, I probably should have thought about that before I said it. <laughs> um... Mara Jade. Mara Jade, yeah. Getting it on. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, That's how babies are made. But Victor. No. <laughs> Is Victor wrong? No, actually, actually wrong, not. Emily. That's not how all babies are made because some people are EOs with the power to reproduce asexually. <laughs> just didn't have one power. Just use the force and just create a new baby. Yeah. Um, also, like, like, okay, so... Victor's Does anyone power else love is that... how Emily starts to whisper with this? Like, <laughs> guess there's someone listen, listening. Guys, listen. Because, you know, I, some stuff's been going on in my life and I'm currently living in my mother's house. <laughs> temporarily. Oh, yeah. I wonder if we should make fun of Emily about how recording in her mother's house and then talking about sexual-related issues could be an issue. Because <laughs> okay, she so wouldn't have done that to me on the podcast is, before. Is that, I doubt she's in her mother's room like someone else. Who was recording and talking about inappropriate things in their mother's room? Who's also yeah, on I this was podcast? Definitely, it was in I the was room where I was conceived. <laughs> there you yeah, go. I was gonna say, this is not the room where that happened. Um, but but anyway. it's next door. <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, what was I? Oh, Victor's, Victor's power, or whatever his ability is to like numb pain and turn it up if he wants to yeah, you know red red room it like pain for himself yeah. and others so right so he talks about like oh now i just feel numb would he be able to like dull his sensitivity and then like bring up just like a little bit of pain at certain times for that's, him and his partner see, that's what i was thinking too like could like is victor the ultimate snm but it's all being wasted because he's a virgin. He's not a virgin. <laughs> How I mean, do you he know? Was in, he no, was in prison but... for 10 years. Okay, I've seen but Oz. He was also he's not a virgin. But he was also like the king of that prison. He was 20-something when he went to prison. So he was the king of the prison, Emily. He's definitely not a virgin. He <laughs> also had rich parents so and famous parents. So uh, my so guess that... is that if he wanted some, he could get some. <laughs> Because his parents wrote self-help books. <laughs> that he and he was he was edgy and uh, angsty, so he, he blacked out most of the words and would create poetry. I don't yeah. think he was intending to make poetry, but that's what the person who caught him you know, doing it said. And he went he was it. telling his own truth. That's what he was doing. He was making right. suicide like all teenagers. Hmm. Oh, really? That would get him down with God. Like Eli thinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so Victor decides, yeah, he kills Angie and then he gets his power. Accidentally, Accidentally kills, Angie. kills Angie. He doesn't do it on purpose. No, but he doesn't really care that it happened. Well, he's a sociopath. Like, he doesn't. Nobody really care cares. About. Nobody cares about Andy dying, unfortunately. They pretend to, to get away yeah. with things, but. No, I, I truly think that Victor is, and, and I hate saying this because I think the author has also said this is like the most autobiographical character but is not like 
this is not an author oh self-entered. Wait, but stop. Hold on. <laughs> she, she Victor? relates quite a bit Victor? to Victor, yes. No way. Um, no. Okay, here's my issue with Victor as a character. I don't like characters where they're supposed to be cool and they like know how cool they are and then the author's like, oh, he leaned against this thing like a cool guy. And... That's an actual quote from the book. <laughs> and then he did this cool thing in his long black duster. I don't think he's necessarily supposed to be cool. I take it as like Victor it doesn't know how to be normal so he's like this is how cool dudes lean victor doesn't know how not to be cool <laughs> it's like i woke up like this and i'm just cool um the yeah. other thing about victor is maybe his cool is just because he's so dangerous <laughs> he is well he doesn't feel anything so that's yeah. he can be dangerous <laughs> um, <laughs> right so victor gets sent down for the crime. Yep. After Which himself means... and Eli have a fight. So himself yep. and Eli have a fight and Eli effectively wins, I would say is the best way to describe that. Because he shoots Victor. He shoots <laughs> Victor repeatedly. Um... After Victor does stab him in the stomach and we learn that Eli, it has to, while the knife is inside Eli, he can't regenerate. Knife has to come Because yeah, there's a knife in the way. Yes. So, oh, would it be so much cooler if you could regenerate around the knife? I mean, that <laughs> would be like that he pocket. would actually be Wolverine. So, oh, so cool. Side note, which you can edit this out. <laughs> I was at trivia the other night, and the other one of the other teams was called Flesh Canyon. No. Oh wow! Is That's... that does that mean vagina? Like canyon, like the Grand Canyon? Yeah, yeah hopefully, that's fully vagina. Hope, hopefully not, Megan. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I was well, I, I wasn't sure if I heard some of them are grand. Canon. No, like a gun. No, because that would be a different. <laughs> that would be a penis. It was. A I know that's canon. why I was like, I'm not sure which one this is supposed to be. <laughs> oh my god, flesh canyon, but um, <clears throat> and we re-edit back in now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think I'm going to cut that, but <laughs> um. So, Victor, this is the the question I have. Uh, Victor gets shot repeatedly, but his special power is to, he can control pain. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, So he can just turn it off or turn it on whenever he's in the mood for a little bit of kinky action. But more importantly, (laughs) it doesn't make him invulnerable to bullets if you can just ignore the pain from them. Like, they still do damage to you. Yeah, Yeah, that's why he's, like, bleeding out. He's bleeding out, but he survives so many stuff. And Victor, Eli shoots him in the back while he's down. Yeah, and yeah. then like, the cops show up and like whisk him away. Like he's not, he's not invulnerable. Yeah, but, but my point is, surely he should have some adverse side effects to the multiple bullets that have pierced his body. <laughs> sure, Could... if he felt pain. But no, no. What I'm saying is, no. Should... But like it would affect how his body functions. His body functions. Would he not have lost a kidney? Would he not have oh, had some know. sort of spinal injury from getting shot in the back? That happens in the 10 years that we don't see. His rehabilitation and all that. Oh my god, he's, he's inside a hole and uh, he Batman, uh, the Dark Knight rises it and somebody just punches him yeah. in the back to cure he's his back. He's in solitary for quite a bit of that time, so you never know. Um, no, like, later on when he meets another EO that, like, got severely damaged 
and a mine a- mining accident. I was going to say mm-hmm, in the war, mm-hmm. but I think it was a mining accident. Um, he takes his pain away, and then like the dude is able to like walk again and stuff. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. So how? Well, like oh, he's that. able to walk beforehand, but he's like limping and stuff because it hurts too much. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay. So it's not like his spine is damaged, and then Eli's no. like, "Well, now you don't feel pain." He's like, "Great." Yeah. Um. <laughs> now I can walk again. It's been the yeah. pain that stopped me from doing it. <laughs> I also don't think anybody can touch Victor. Like, oh, he's rogue. Why? Well, like, as at some point, like, unless he's controlling it. So, like, it, when he's asleep, he radiates pain because Sydney touches him. Well, I thought that was just because, like, he's he wasn't controlling it, and then because he was, you know, his defenses are down. But I think they can they can touch him when. Like, if he's awake and controlling it, he's fine. But I think, like, his default yeah. state is, like, to be in pain. Giving out pain. Yeah. 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 Which is what effectively cool. kills Angie. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. just a little baby, yo. <laughs> just, little, little just baby. a little bit, yeah. She's, that's like, that's like why uh, why baby rattlesnakes are so, so deadly. They radiate pain. They, because they can't <laughs> they do they don't know how to control the amount of venom they inject so they'll inject all their venom into, I, into wait, their prey this makes regular rattlesticks even more scary it's like oh i can bite you but i'm just going to leave you enough to cripple you i'm not going to i'm giving i'm maiming you because maim is well, the injury they, that just keeps on giving later they might need more later yeah i'm gonna get you yeah i'm, I'm not gonna give you all of my venom because i might need to cripple somebody else later <laughs> Rattlesnakes are nasty. Uh, you're from. Are nasty. But you're from. You're from. Um, no, not all snakes. A place. Well, you're living in New York, Megan. But uh, yes. when you when you go back to Atlanta, will there be like snake issues? Um, I, I mean, no more than other places like like Ireland, <laughs> huh? Well, like nah, yes, we don't I have snakes because Saint like, oh, shit, there's Saint snake Patrick right knocked Saint Patrick knocked our snakes out, so did it. Like, he chased them out with his big shtick. <laughs> with his shillelagh. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, that's not his flesh. Oh, wait. Uh, uh, that's getting cut his, out. <laughs> his flesh shillelagh. His flesh shillelagh. Oh, um, anyway, cut that out, please, Megan. Um, so, <laughs> Megan. Uh, yes. Right. I'm, I'm going to keep making references to um, X-Men that okay. I don't really know about because the book is about people with extraordinary powers. So it's not just Eli and Victor. Extraordinary powers. Extraordinary powers. Um, because they're EOs. Uh, how did you guys find the, the use of the, the the phrase EO to describe them? It didn't bother me. I mean, everybody's eh. got a term. I'm glad she didn't use mutants. Yeah, it was fine. I don't know if there's like a good way to do that. Because you can't be like, oh... These superheroes yeah. or these superhumans or supers or, or whatever. Mutants or X-Men or anything like that. I mean, I, I liked it because it felt... Felt fine. Like, it felt like if it actually happened, this is probably what we would call people. Like, we wouldn't be like, we have superheroes. We have people with extra abilities. I don't know. Yeah, I. It's, to me... It read, they're extra capable. They're extra capable. Yeah, <laughs> it read as um, it read as buzzwordy kind of marketing speak. 
It's like they're trying to advertise these people. No, no, they're, they're not just superheroes. They're EOs. <laughs> like I was like, oh, you know, and it, it comes up quite a lot. Like, there was there's once um, I'll, I'll try and find which chapter this. Maybe we can take a picture of it. There's one paragraph uh, in I think it's the it's the fifth or sixth chapter where EO is written down like twenty times on the same page, <laughs> and it's like I'm an EO. I've met a lot of EOs in my time. I've been going around collecting EOs. I'm going to kill all the EOs, and yeah. it's like, Ugh. um. Whereas I, I would I, I would prefer just a word, just a single word to describe them, like as in, like mutants is a bad idea, but what about others even? Or soups. Soups. The yeah. others? You can't call them the others. That's already taken by Lost. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'd known that. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure you've seen Lost. <laughs> I, I, which one's Lost again? You seem like a guy who's watched Lost. Which one's all the way Lost? Through. Is Lost the one with the island? Yes. yes. I've seen the first episode. That's it? Yeah, well, that's the best episode. <laughs> sure. I didn't. I watched maybe a season. No. Which one has a polar bear? Is the first? Is the polar no, bear in the first episode? No, it's not in the first episode. So I've seen up to a polar bear. <laughs> he shoots a polar bear. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because I don't uh, think the anyway. polar bear is ever explained. Does anyone ever explain the polar bear? I don't well, know. I'm glad I'm, I didn't watch. I'm not watch... kidding. Like, I, I did not watch this show, and from what I understand, like, nothing got explained. Emily, have you watched uh, all of Lost? I watched the first two seasons. Wait, so what about me makes me a kind of guy that you think you've seen all the way to the end of Lost? It's a very But you who have fantasy... seen more of it than I have. It's a very, Ollie. like, modern fantasy show. It's a very Ollie show. Yes. Ollie, have you seen Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> yeah, twice. I watched well, that's it. why I think that I watched it all the way through, and then I watched it again to see if there was some sort of clues getting given away as to who was who in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> also, anybody listening, watch Battlestar Galactica. It's fucking no. amazing. <sighs> what? No, Megan, you. what? Are you shaking your head? Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't realize this was going to come out in this episode. You don't like Battlestar Galactica. I don't care for it one way or the other. <laughs> Look, I think you shocked. can get like a pretty good reading on like what TV I watch <laughs> based on my Facebook feed or my Twitter feed. And like, I think I broke Ollie. I'm sorry, Emily. I think so too. It's okay. I can't, I can't, I can't even function. <laughs> Like, my, I don't know. The sci-fi I tend to prefer is, like, Black Mirror. <laughs> Are you okay? Nope. But let's continue. So, <laughs> so Victor goes to prison for 10 years. Yes. And when he's in prison, he meets a guy named Mitch, who's not uh, a robot in disguise. He's just a big dude in his cell. Um... And, Who uh, seems to have hu- superhuman strength and hacking abilities. Yeah, he yeah. apparently looks like a thug, but he's brilliant. See, this is like Watchmen, where they're like, oh, we're not superheroes. We just have all of the superheroes' abilities and but he's superhuman not strength and fighting style. In, I know he's not. In Watchmen, the comic, Emily, they don't actually have superhero abilities. It's just Zack Snyder doesn't know how to make a movie. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know. I've read, I've read Watchmen. Oh, so you, why did you think I'm that? I'm comparing it. Well, I, I meant the movie. I'm just tired, and I'm saying. 
Watch Battlestar Galactic, everybody. Oh this... my god. I will give it <laughs> I've another seen the... try for you, Ollie. The the Battlestar Galactica episode of Portlandia is one of my favorites. That is yeah. a very good episode of Portlandia. You've never seen it, you lie. I have seen Portlandia. It's where they go and they try and they, they say one more episode and then they don't go uh, they yeah. don't go to work for a couple of days and then they run end of the episodes and then they go and get Ronald D. Moore and it's the actual Ronald D. Moore and it's brilliant. It's not really Ronald Moore. <laughs> Although that Ronald Moore is in the episode. Ronald Moore, who is now the show leader on Outlander. Oh. Yeah. Megan, this is a book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going to let you have your, your Battlestar Galactica moment. <laughs> <laughs> this is all getting cut out i hope <laughs> yeah we'll see how i'm feeling tomorrow morning my nerd rage can't, can't be shown to public uh, oh i took pictures of you all shocked <laughs> it was a great shocked face i'm still i'm still in shock anyway so victor goes to prison where he meets mitch yes. who's a gigantic human being but is also a very talented hacker and it reminds me of the movie uh, black hat <laughs> starring chris hemsworth okay um who is meant to be the world's best uh, hacker and yet looks like chris hemsworth which yeah. is uh, and he's like a super buff dude but nobody seems to mention how ridiculously buff he is at any point like, yeah, all, all that typing has made my biceps huge <laughs> i really like mitch uh because he's like talks about how he has terrible luck and how everybody around him has terrible luck when they're near him and like he keeps going to jail for things he didn't do and then he actually pulls off a bank heist and the other dude gets caught and then despite the fact that they have video of the other dude robbing the bank he gets arrested for robbing the bank and the other dude's arrested as the hacker yeah because so. it's the only thing that uh, mitch ever wanted to do he got he got put in jail for other crimes that he hadn't committed and then he he said well if they're going to do this for me because i'm big i'm going to uh, actually commit a bank robbery and then he gets uh, caught for the bank free? robbery <laughs> there he is uh, he's moving there he is <laughs> Speak, Ollie. Oh, had I disappeared there for you a second? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did. When you listen back to that, you're going to find the most insightful I'm sure I will. discussion <laughs> of Mitch and his place in the universe. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but it's probably lost to eternity now. And I, I don't think I could actually bring it out of myself to do it again. No, it's all anyway, good. Mitch, Mitch is the best character in the book. Um, I really like him. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, despite the fact that Mitch is still not necessarily a great guy, he's kind of the hero of my book. So Yeah. Um, but he and Victor break out of jail. They're not released. They break out. And Victor is consumed. He wants one thing, and that is revenge. Um, Mitch is kind of along for the ride because he kind of, I guess, makes a promise to be friends with Victor and thus decides to help him out like there's not really a reason like why mitch decides to do this other than like they it's were not friends. like he just didn't have anywhere else to go yeah. he well they, were, uh, they became friends didn't have prison. any family yeah. um and while they're driving they come across a half dead girl who is another eo um they're don't everywhere they, yeah. don't they drive past her at first i think so yes and then Victor's and then Victor like, let's says, go back. Stop. Yeah, because Victor can sense pain. Like, he's kind of got the cooler of the two powers for sure. 
Um, mm, it's like uh, he's vibing off people because I've been watching a shit ton of Flash. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So then they pick up Sydney, who has just been shot by Eli. Um, oh, but we don't know he's she's been shot right. by Eli yet. Um, she's been shot by her sister's boyfriend, Eli, who is the same Eli that yeah. ended up getting Victor put in jail. Um, and we find out that Sydney can bring people back to life. Well, not just people. Oh, she can should... bring anything back to life. Do you think she can go back and bring Angie back to life? I'm so glad they didn't try. <laughs> well, she'd been dead yeah, by ten, for you ten years. The next yeah, book. but like, no, I and think Angie's so forgotten. Um, God, she was. Oh, they used she was the... her and killed her. She was the best at everything. Yeah, she just walked up to Victor and ate at his table the first time they met. Look, yeah, right. There's not a lot of things that guys need apparently to be attracted no. to a woman, just to watch. Yeah, her eat, I mean, I guess. eating eating at my table is number one. Mostly, it's hair because whenever there's a love interest, they always talk about her hair. They're it's almost true. always redheads or blondes. It's never brunettes. Yeah, no. And if it is a brunette, she has brilliant blue eyes yep. or something. Because I think Angie yeah. is a redhead, and Sydney and Serena and are both Jay. blondes. So no, I think yeah, Angie's a, sorry, yeah, Angie's a redhead. Um, oh, she was a redhead, but well, now she's she gone. she was a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they eventually get the story out. I don't know. No, Sydney still tells them like an abbreviated version of the story. She doesn't give away like what her power is and she doesn't have a clue what her sister's power is. Yeah. And we should mention that uh, her sister, her older sister, Serena is now Eli's girlfriend and they're working together to hunt down the other EOs and kill them. And let's be real. Eli is her bitch. Yeah. Well, Uh... I, I, mm, because of her mind control abilities or just because he's a bitch. Both. It's not mind control. It's well, I guess it is a way of mind control. I don't know because he's using her and her skills because she not by do the research and stuff. Not by choice. Well, he was interested. He was was already trying to do this when he He was already trying to kill people. He was trying to kill her when she opened her mouth and said, "Don't kill me," and so thus he had to listen. And, and then, he was intrigued by her. And then she has to say that to him every day so that he doesn't kill yeah, her. Yeah, has, she has to say, you can't kill me today. Um, but she's because the one... she has the ability to control people's minds. Yeah. She has the best superpower. <laughs> she's the one that calls the cops to get them involved in searching to, to helping for helping Eli kill these EOs. And, like... She's also a bitch because she's gonna let him kill her sister oh she's a total straight up bitch yeah Yeah. like if you're going to assign something wrong to each of them victor's a sociopath eli's a psychopath serena is a narcissist i guess just a couple of bitches (laughs) sydney is a child um (laughs) fucking they're the worst Uh, (laughs) damn children and mitch mitch has uh 
I was going to say he's got control issues, but I don't know if he really... It's not that he has control issues, that he's so wound so tight that he ends up eventually breaking sometimes and doing stuff he shouldn't. But um, I feel like he's like the most obvious product of his environment. I thought you were going to say he's the most normal. I was going, yeah, he's the one without the superpowers. Well, yes. I, no, I was going to say a product of his environment because like... Hmm. His mom dies and his dad leaves and he gets shuffled around and is like classic going to end up in the system kind of character. Yeah, I think he was in, was he in a group home for uh, troubled teens for a while? I think so, yeah. And then had like a Hispanic uh, foster mom for a while. Yeah, he should have become a journalist. So yeah, Mitch is probably very much a product of his childhood. Yeah. Um, which uh, which leads to him. That's why, I think that's why he, he goes with Victor. Um, is because he's he's drawn to him because Victor's actually paying attention to him and and actually listening to him and talking to him for him like so. Yeah, they, everybody uh, else they end is, up, wants him to be the muscle or wants him exactly, so. and never gets never gets to the point where he gets to know him. They were very lucky to be put in the same cell together. Well, he had like three other cellmates <laughs> die, so you know. Hmm. Did he kill them? No, he's just bad luck. No. Oh, Mitch yeah. had three cellmates die. Okay. okay. Um, and he really loves chocolate milk. I just love that. Because I don't <laughs> like chocolate milk. But it's what? so childlike. And it's, I don't like one brand of chocolate milk. Everything else is too... Not, a, not the right ratio. Publix chocolate uh. milk has the right ratio of creamy chocolate milkness. Most other ones are huh. too chocolate syrup heavy. Mm. Interesting. Okay. For my taste I've never heard this concept of too much chocolate syrup before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's Hershey's. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they let Eli know that they're in town. Going to come and get him. And. Uh, and how did how did they let Eli know, uh, Megan? Um. They leave him. They bring back to life the last EO that he kills. And no, has him this is bank. This is my other big problem. The EO was annoying to me. This is my huge problem what? with this. Right, the, the 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 use of EO was kind of annoying to me. But plot wise, this might be the silliest thing I've read in a book this year, <laughs> where they know Eli is in the town. They've tracked Serena down and talked to her roommate, and the roommate says, "I saw her at college yesterday." So they know that they're. She's still going about doing her regular stuff, and Eli's in town because he's trying to kill people. Eli has no idea that Victor is out and chasing him. Doesn't know that Mitch is there. Doesn't know that his sister or that the little girl is still alive. Right? He knows none of this. So they have the upper hand in a massive, massive way, and <laughs> they decide to do it. That is to send him a message that shows that they're still that the wee girl's still alive and that Victor's out and that they're going to come and hunt them. Like, so why take away all of your advantages because just so that you can send him a message? To torture him. It's torturing Eli to know that Victor's out. Do you know what would torture him more, Megan? Is when you kill him. You can't. But can you kill Eli? Because won't he just regenerate? Yeah, but I'm sure that you can find a way. Maybe separating the head from the body for a little while until he's got like the alien. Well, then you burn him. But if you if you separate him enough, you eventually get down to the point which is causing the regeneration and just remove it from him. 
Oh, so you can separate no. down to the cellular level? Is this what you're telling me, Mr. Science? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just keeps uh-huh. just keep separating until it doesn't regenerate anymore. I mean, it's not the most far-fetched thing that would happen in this book. <laughs> um, but anyway, they gave up all their advantages just to send a message. And I hate that in a book where people go, yeah, we have all of the stuff going for us, but let's just be dicks about it. And, uh, <laughs> this is why you'll never be a supervillain, Ollie. I'm sorry. Uh... <laughs> I'll tell you what, that sounds like a challenge, Megan. And... No, because as soon as you become a supervillain, you have every desire to be like, I have to tell you my dastardly plan. But Victor isn't. Because they want recognition. There is no Victor's hero not meant the to be. There is no, there's no hero, but Victor's not meant to be a supervillain. He's meant to be going after the supervillain. They're both villains. No, they're both villains. That's why it's called, the series is called Villains. There's also a point yeah, where I, he goes, if Eli's supposed to be the hero, that makes me the villain. And, and I'm okay, I'm okay with, with that. that. But see, Eli And then guitar is, riff. <laughs> Eli is... Right, okay. So that's, wait, this is a good thing to bring up. Victor is our protagonist stroke hero. And he is Eli the is the antagonist of the book. The hero. He might not be here, but he is, he's the hero of the book. Because Eli is the villain of the book. No, just because you're the protagonist does not make you the hero. I'm not saying he is a hero. I'm saying he is the hero. He's going after the guy who's killing other innocents just because they happen to have extraordinary powers. He might go about it in a horrible way, but I mean, he's, he is doing something heroic. Sure. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm getting. I'm not saying I'm not saying he is a hero because he's a he's a shit heel. But he is the <laughs> hero in this story. So is Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Which I think is one of the songs. Sorry. That was a really bad <laughs> reference. My bad. <laughs> no, I'm but, thinking so Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr says that. Aaron song. Burr, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. About that. But so that's what I'm just saying is that Victor is our hero. I mean, he's a bad at it, but he is the hero. <laughs> And the only reason that he describes himself as the villain is because Serena has convinced all the police that Eli is a hero right. and that all of the EOs are bad people. So the police are on his side because they think he's doing good work. Right. But, so, you know, guys, the thing is that you either die a hero or <laughs> you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. The way you're sitting, I keep expecting you to break into song. That, uh, Emily has picked up her microphone from Emily's the, like, from the table, guys. and I'm like, "Oh, like, where's real the talk?" Like, it's very Barbara Streisandy. It's very good. Where have all the good men gone? There you go. Where are all the gods? Oh, man. that that classic Barbara Streisand tune. Um, I'm sh- I, I've heard her sing crazier things. <laughs> so back to this wonderful book, Emma, or, um, Megan. Yes. How they resurrect the last person that was killed by Eli. Eli. And he... Barry. They decide... Uh, Barry, yeah. They decide to rob a bank. Uh-huh. To send another message. Because Barry died robbing a bank. They couldn't yeah. just leave a note. They do leave and a note. And what happens... They leave what happens the second time... Oh, Barry ...that dies. they rob a bank? Barry dies. But he has... So, <laughs> effectively... <laughs> effectively, Barry's kryptonite is robbing banks maybe he should just stay away from them but he also has a note with stick figures i love this note 
Yes, it says, hello, Mr. <laughs> Extraordinary Man. I've given you all the clues. Mr. Policeman, I gave you all the clues. Um. <laughs> That's the one that, never mind. We weren't talking about this on the podcast. Never mind. If you haven't seen I The almost... Snowman, you should see it because it is awful. I almost referenced something we were talking about before we recorded. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they bring him back. They send him a clue. They get the policeman <laughs> actually involved and give a description because there's no pictures of Mitch or Eli. Um, they have a picture of Sydney, but I don't think they are posting pictures of Sydney. Mm. And uh, the police start looking Does for it- these guys. Because Sydney is 12, I think. 11 or 12, yeah. 11, 11 or 12. 12 yeah. And, uh, and, Ser- and Serena is meant to be in her mid-20s. She's in college. She's in college. Yeah. I think she's 19, yeah. 19. Um, yeah. Almost like they're young adults. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. Anyways. <laughs> whatever you say, James. I mean, Ollie. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's mean. Burn. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Uh, me too. Anyway, so the Cylons <laughs> have been developed by humans <laughs> and have become super strong. Oh, wait, no, sorry, that's a different thing. Um, so they end up sending him a second clue at 10.30, which is essentially, they, they have a database of all these EOs and descriptions and and well potential eos they don't really know if they're eos and this is how they discover that the police are in on it yeah it's because the database the police use all of the middle names of these potential eos begin with eli yes um so victor such as eleanor (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes uh there is an eleanor in my um first year group this year who spells her name e-l-i-n-o-r i've seen it spelled that way yeah and uh i find it very funny because um <laughs> are you gonna start one of the other eli? kids uh no one of the other kids in the class pronounces it eli nor <laughs> well that's your kids it's very funny wait uh, were these from... the kids that you saw out on a walk tonight no they're not the, <laughs> the children i saw out on a walk these are first year students they'd be 12. Oh, oh. so in a couple of years. So, yeah. In a few years. I, I've They'll be walking, walking at night in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, they send a message. Exactly how did they send a message back? So I find this a little bit confusing when I was reading. So the second message they send, they add, well, they kidnap one of the police officers, one of the EO police officers. Because So every police station has like a general knowledge of EOs because there's so few of them. And the ones that are around, Eli's going around killing, so there's even less. Um, but they're apparently a thing. So there's always one guy on staff that actually knows quite a bit. And then mm-hmm. everybody else has a general knowledge. So the guy, the expert, is like getting ready to retire. So he's training up the new guy. New guy gets kidnapped. Um, and they find out about this database that, they're, that Eli's, I guess, checking obsessively. So... They upload Victor to the database because Eli's out trying to kill the last two EOs in this town. Um, mm-hmm. So 
theoretically it should show up empty, but it's going to have Victor and it's going to have Victor's picture, his name, today's date under birth date, and then every other, or the location is going to be where he is. And then everything else says midnight. So that way, I guess Victor knows. Victor, yeah, or Eli, Eli knows. Yeah. Eli will know. See, I didn't. I, I didn't pick up that Eli was um, checking it compulsively. I, I just. I'm I, fairly sure he's checking it compulsively. That's the impression I got. Yeah. No. That's that. That makes much more sense because what I, I I didn't pick up on that. So I was going, well, why would they post it there? Like, what would make them so <laughs> certain that he's going to check a database? Because uh, uh, the way I was looking at it was like. If there's only a fixed number of EOs in the town, is he expecting a new one to be created? So that's why he's checking it. But if he like, it would make sense if he is compulsively checking it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Eli seems like the uh, type that would be compulsively checking it, despite the fact that yeah. like, they kill one of them, the second one everybody's like, we need to kill slash hey we should recruit him. So. Um, so I just want to note this is about as far as I got in the okay. book, and I tried, I tried so hard to get. You've had to a, it. you've had a very, uh, I was going to say entertaining week. Trying month. Not the word. <laughs> it's been a very busy uh, winter season. It's been eventful. For you. Um, but I did read a recap online, right. so I know what I know what happens, and I did read the last chapter. Or so, um, well, I mean, essentially, we're up to the showdown. Um, oh, Mitch gets shot in a bar. Um, yeah, to go to the bar, to follow Eli to the bar. Nope, they are um, looking for the oh, no, other sorry. EO. They're looking for the other EO that Eli is going after. Captain EO. Um, yeah, and they go and chat to him, and then Mitch goes into the bathroom, and Eli goes in and kills him. The, uh, he goes the in last and shoots EO him. Shoots him, yeah. Um, the last EO, I think, has a cool power. He does, yeah. So he basically goes invisible like he basically slows down time oh, and yeah. moves through it um, yeah which is really cool didn't then they call him like a shadow he jumper walks to shadows yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He moves from yeah. shadow to shadow which i think is awesome i really that like that cool. they actually go through and it's kind of like everybody's had the same realization of like i have this power because my last dying thought was x so like uh-huh. eli's last thought was god will save me Victor's was this really hurts. I want to turn down the pain. Um, Sydney's, I can't remember what hers was. Hers was like, um, I wish this water would listen to me. No, it was come back. Yeah, come back, come back. Um, <laughs> I don't know if Serena's has ever said. And then this new EO I think just it was. wanted. I think, I think Serena was like not like this. Yes. Not like this, something like that. Yeah. Um, um, because Sydney doesn't know what Serena's superpower is. Right. Um, because it, she's very subtle with it. Because she she just controls everybody. So it's not something that you would notice unless she wasn't controlling you. And she also... They, they have the accident. They both fall into a, an icy lake. And that's how they nearly die. And they, and they both get their powers. Um, and then Serena essentially disappears out of Sydney's life at that point. Because she finds herself to be so broken and doesn't want her sister to see it. Like, I, I don't know. I can't, I couldn't figure out if we're like, is Serena a good person who just like has had a shit few years or like. Nope. She's quite clearly a bitch. No, she really is. That's right. She does watch her <laughs> sister die. She does try to stop him at the last second, I guess. 
Um, she does. At the end, she has a slight, almost a moment of redemption. Yeah. So, uh, um, and then she's killed. Um. <laughs> um, she gets killed by Victor, right. um, our hero, um, because they come out of the shadows. He's with the, the other, I can't remember what the other man's name is. I want to say it's David. David. So they come out of the shadows with David and cuts her throat. I think it's... It might not be David. I feel like there is a David somewhere, though. Um, but he comes out of the shadows and, and cuts Serena's throat. Yep. And uh, and then Dominic. That means Dominic, thank you. Dominic, Dom, yes, Dom. Um, uh, so he cuts her throat. Uh, at the same time, um, she's so Mitch is dead, but has been brought back to life by Sydney. Wait, I thought Mitch had cotton in his ear. And didn't hear. Yeah, uh, so Victor has um, earbuds in, so oh, she no, can't that's talk right, that's to him. Who, yeah, she can't yeah. kill Victor. Okay. She can't kill Victor, so he had it in just in case that she started talking to him. Right. So he's got the he's got the earbuds in, so that, or not earbuds, uh, earplugs. Uh, earplugs. Yeah. yeah, I genuinely forgot the I I forgot the word I used at less than thirty seconds of keyboard. <laughs> it's not like super early in the morning for you. Um, um, so yeah, Mitch yeah, is so, dead. I actually very much like that uh, scene. And um, when we're talking about, at the end of the thing, when we're giving our, our final thoughts on the book, I'll tell you why I really like the book overall. But um, yeah, I, I liked that. And I liked how Victor, despite the fact that he, it's, he's a bit of a shitty dude, like he follows through on what he was yeah. planning to do. Yeah, he ends and up I thought, killing Eli yeah. more or less. He also ends up dying as well. How does he kill Eli? Um, it has been a couple of days since I've read this, so I cannot exactly he he doesn't kill Eli. He fights Eli, and then when the police come, Eli, because Serena is dead, the police That's don't right. believe Eli, and take him away because he's clearly done nasty stuff. Uh. Um, Victor dies, and Eli realizes that Serena's dead because the police aren't listening to him anymore. Yeah, because they're not under her control. Because when you die, any of the effects you've done. A, a, stop so when victor dies everybody else's pain comes back yeah because he's been dulling their pain for them eli died oh well um but sydney brings mitch and victor back to life victor back yeah yeah. and the dog back for the second time yes um because the dog she victor kills or oh, is going to kill Sydney and the dog jumps in, or not? Eli's going to kill Sydney and the dog jumps right. in the way, and he kills the dog. Now, then, yeah. is it discussed? Because I can't remember. There's another book. I read this like I finished this maybe a week and a half ago. Um, the is it discussed that she can only bring back people so many times, or is that another person? Yeah, okay. it becomes. I think it's harder it, the second. It's time. harder the second okay. time. Yeah. So she the only the only creature she brings back a second time is the dog right. and she notices that it's very it's much much harder right um to bring it back the second time so i think that's if there's going to be a series it means that they're going to limit how many times victor can die right. and and come and be brought back to life um yeah uh yeah so that's the end of it and she goes and she she uh, resurrects him and she resurrects mitch and the, that's the end of the book they're one big happy um, family victor, it finishes with Victor smiling at them. Yep. 
as he's brought back. Yep. Um, and this explains, I guess, why I keep thinking it's a standalone, because I keep thinking that Eli dies. And that's why I was like, I don't know how they're going to have a second one. Eli died, but Eli does not die. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question about uh, this. If near-death experiences or dying and then being brought back is what creates the extraordinaries, couldn't Sydney just go around creating an army of extraordinaries? I don't think it's the same thing. It's because uh, I guess it would work for like the cop who wasn't dead very long, but yeah. it it seems like it's people that aren't you know it's it's like the people that you know are on the hospital table or surgery table and see like the lights and the hand of God coming to get them and then suddenly they're ripped back. It's like that time period. Yes, yeah, so that's what I mean. So could she do that with? Could she go into a hospital, for example, sit beside somebody who's just on the cusp of dying, and as soon as the machines go beep, she could like <clears throat> hands on. Now I've created myself <laughs> a, a special <laughs> superhero. Um, I don't know because there was or... talk about the adrenaline and shock being necessary. So unless she's recreating that, mm. or have Victor uh, pain them to death. They're going to panic while that's happening. And then, like, boom, you belong to me now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I brought you back. Except if they bring back somebody who's got, like, the coolest of all the superpowers. Yeah, like... The ability to reheal and be Wolverine and never die. It will be interesting. Maybe that is... (laughs) Reproduce asexually. That might be the route that they're taking in book two. (laughs) Maybe they are building an army. Is there a synopsis yet for book two? No, book two comes out <laughs> next year. The only thing that I know about Not a synopsis, it... but like a, you know, a blurb. No, because I do think that it, I... that's pretty funny. I would love to read a shorthand version of book two as well. Um, from what I, I think, um, I follow the author on uh, Twitter. And I think the, like, either first or second draft just got finished. So... Hmm. Vengeful is the name. I know that. Awesome. I'm looking to see when the second one comes out. Um, so I'm assuming it's about Eli coming back to... Um, I would assume so. Maybe he'll break out of prison. Or... Just be the reverse of the first book. Or it's Angie coming back. She's like, surprise, <laughs> not actually dead. I'm an EO now. I was good with electricity, so I can shoot lightning bolts I'm basically Dark Phoenix now, and I want some vengeance. That would be actually really good. I would read that. Well, you did a synopsis of of it. (laughs) Just sideline all of Eli and Victor's stuff, and then just be like, boom, it's about Andrew now. Megan, what would you you like to see in the sequel, the follow-up? Oh, my God. I've read so many of her books. She never goes the route I expect. Oh, my God, you guys. What? I just realized that Angie is the barb of oh this book. She is your barb. <laughs> she is the barb of Vicious. Oh. Ah. So the second one is going to involve a plot point where they're going to go around and tell her parents. Yeah, and her parents will be like, no, no, she's, she's, you know, we could still We've got a private eye her. looking out for her. It's still good. It's only been 10 years. We'll get her. We'll get yeah. her. Crazier um, things have happened. Stranger oh. things have happened. <laughs> I would like in the following this this um, one which is called Vengeful I, I'm a, 
I'm assuming she's going to write about Eli, right? Mm. So sure. I would like Victor to have actually just gone mad with the power and to be going around creating a little group of uh, EOs to co commit crimes. <laughs> and then Victor breaks out of prison and Victor actually becomes the hero of the book and he's out to get Victor. What if the vengeance is against Victor's parents oh for not being good parents? Nobody has good parents in this book. They're all no. shitheads. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe Angie. She might so have it's all parents. parents. Angie probably, uh, probably. Good parents. Yeah. She well, she's the Hermione of the book, so she's probably like, my parents are dentists. She's Hermione and Barb. Yeah, she's maybe Barb Eli Miney. has good parents. I'm trying to think about Eli's parents. <laughs> well, they're just Victor's rich. parents write self-help books. No, that's Victor's. So, but they're always gone. Yeah, Victor, Victor and yeah. Sydney's parents were so similar. I was expecting it to be like, oh, this is the we're daughter you never yeah. realized <laughs> that we had two daughters. Yeah, you yeah. never spotted them because <laughs> yeah. you were in prison. Where have you been? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, yeah, it looks like the third one's going to be named Victorious. So, Victorious. Yes. Victorious. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. Yeah, the second one comes right. out in September. So, Megan, you said this is one of your favorite books. It is one of my favorite books. And what about it makes it your favorite book or brings it to um, be your favorite book? So. <laughs> When I read this the first time around, uh, I was getting into comic books and realizing that I don't particularly care for superhero comics, um, uh -huh. which is a comment I've made a few times, much to a few of my wonderful comic book friends, um, basically grabbing their hearts and being like, you're breaking my heart. Um, especially yeah. as I like sit here and watch and binge Flash. But um, I was reading this and was like, this is why I don't like superhero books because there's always a goody two shoe. And look at this book, which is a bunch of assholes fighting each other, and it's wonderful. And that's true. Team Victor, and uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like it was also this. I read this. Um, I read like two or three of her books in one year. Like this was the year that I figured out she was an author. Um, so I it, you add in like the fact that I was like consuming Schwab material. Why are you laughing at me? I'm it's just the way you said that. Said, I figured out she was an owner up until that point. I wasn't sure. I didn't exactly. Know she yeah. Oh, sorry. Instead of like I discovered her, it's like I had discovered um, her. No, she had been writing I think for like ten years. So like I wasn't the first person to discover her, but. <laughs> Um, no, it just, it, to me, it felt like something very different. And mm -hmm. I, I, I feel that she does that kind of with all of her series where she's like, here's an idea, but this, <laughs> um, so yeah. What about London, but <laughs> two Londons? Four Londons. <laughs> wait, wait. What about two Londons, but. Four Londons. Um, I really fucking love that series, and I'm so glad she's doing another three books in that uh, series. Wow. So, well, it's in the same world. It's not the same series. So. Uh, 
Ollie, I was laughing at you a little while ago because you switched into host mode and were asking the question. <laughs> That's what I love about you two is that you guys uh, both go into host mode and uh, it's fun. It's, it's hard not to. I've tried um, not to this time. <laughs> I, I was trying really hard not to, but then I found out about the Battlestar Galactica. Oh my and, God. Uh, and I've just been, so I've you're going to just, just like take over my podcast now because of that? <laughs> Ollie, no, this I'm is not, why not. people write into shows requesting that you be a co-host. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what should, um, when I, uh, I, I guess, spoiler alert for 2018, I'm bringing on an official co-host. But yeah, someone was like, you should get Ollie. I was like, no. <laughs> I can't do that. Ollie already has a show, you guys. Ollie does have a show. If you want to hear Ollie <laughs> more, you can hear him on a different show. Uh, right. Can I give my final? Yes. Oh my God! Please do. And it better not be uh, about Battlestar Galactica. I finished <laughs> it today. I, I I'm gonna have to change it because I was gonna say I actually really liked the book, but now I kind of only okayed the book because you don't oh like Battlestar Galactica. But uh, no, uh, I really liked the book, and I'll tell you why. Um, I really appreciate the fact that she follows through on the fact the book is called Vicious, and every single character in the book is vicious. That like Victor. There's a bit that we, we only kind of touched on it um, when we talked about a guy who was crushed in a mine. Uh, Victor brings him back and then kills him, like just summarily, just doesn't even bother to find out what his power is. Just puts him down because he, he realizes that he's not a good dude. Right. And I'm like, wow, he's he's literally has no problem killing them. The bit where they kill Serena at the end, uh, to me, I, I genuinely expected it to have this happy ending where Sydney and Serena realize that they love each other and they're the best sisters ever and mm -hmm. Victor just comes out of the shadows grabs her by the neck and cuts her throat and it's like oh yeah he's not a good dude but I mean he's doing exactly what he said yeah. he was going to do um it's really well written um the plotting has that massive issue in the middle of it where I genuinely don't understand why they need to send a message to Eli. <laughs> they have all the advantages, but other than that there, which as you said, if you take into point that they're both sociopaths and or psychopaths and Victor is so consumed by his hatred of Eli that he's willing, he wants Eli to know like then in that case, it becomes like a cat and mouse game and I can understand maybe why he does it, but I still think, the best thing is to just show up at his house someday and just set him on fire to see if he can heal faster than the fire <laughs> damages him. But um, yeah, so I, I, I genuinely enjoyed the book. It's not something that I would normally have picked up and read. I'm glad. Um, mostly because the cover. Which cover, the cover, which cover do you have? I, I have the, but you know the copy I sent okay, you? Okay, yeah. Right, I have the exact same cover because that's the European right. covers. And that to me looks like the cover of an alex cross it does it looks like book like they should be um bond characters it does not yes read, uh, it, and it... because of that and because of where it's found in <laughs> bookshops in ireland i wouldn't have necessarily picked it up but i'm glad i did and i'm glad you actually got us to read it because i even though i'm i no, I'm going to read the rest of the series. I'm sorry. Um, because I can't not do it. At least it's not, you didn't make me read Animorphs. <laughs> I was not going to be that mean. Again. But um, 
But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to the second book, and I, I think she, she's. And I, I, I'll be honest with you, I would probably pick up um, another one of her books because I know you've recommended a series she wrote to me before uh, about dark magic. Yep, a darker shade of magic is the first one. So yeah. I might pick that up as well. But I'm going to read Outlander first. That one. Uh, I had to buy well, that, a second hooray. copy. Um, that will take you a whole year. There you go. That one at least is done and contained. Like I just said, she's going to write other books in the world, but like that series is done. So um, nice. That's good. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Emily. I know you haven't finished it. Um, and are you going to push through and try, or is this completely just so outside of your? No, I you know I know the story now, so I don't need to read the rest. And uh, I actually have a book I've been waiting to read for a while, so <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to start that as soon as we're done talking. But I thought it was fine. Like it's not really something I would pick up on my own, and it's uh, not. I couldn't really get into it too much, but um, it wasn't the worst thing I've read. <laughs> and that's okay. It's. <laughs> It's a surprisingly easy read. It is. It's really fast. The yeah. chapters are super short. Yeah, yeah the first time, uh, like I said, I wrote a, I, I looked back over my review. I think the first time I read this was like, um, ABC does a lot of flashback shows, and it drives me nuts. Like, I I think I had, like, watched Once Upon a Time Revenge, not, yeah, Revenge and um, not Scandal, but How to Get Away with Murder. And, like, it's, like, ABC Channel, all they do is flashback movies and, or TV shows. And so, like, I was, like, hating the fact that this was not told linear. Um, that was, like, my mm-hmm. one big complaint about this book. This time around, did not bother me so much. So, uh, yeah. I read on the Wikipedia that someone's writing a script for a movie. Yeah, like, both this series and her Darker Shade of Magic series have um, technically been... The rights have been purchased. Um, I think it was like 2013 or 2014 for this one. So who knows if anything will come of it. Um, yeah, I just wonder how they would do it. I don't know. With the jumping around from two days ago to ten years ago to two days ago to a few years ago. to I'm sure they do it like it and tell it linear. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. The um, One thing I will say about this, uh, and another reason I, I think I liked it a lot is even though Megan says it's not in the YA because she's writing as, as V.E. Schwab, um, I'm going to class it as, as YA just <laughs> mentally for myself because it's easier for me to compartmentalize like that. Normally when I've picked up YA books, I get paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs about a person's internal monologue telling <laughs> me what they're feeling at any given time. And that's not existent in this book. I mean... Victor kills somebody, or Eli kills somebody, uh, it's fairly certain that like, they're not doing it because they liked the person. Yes. Um, and, and that's what happens in most YA books, is like somebody's like, oh, I, I, I hate this person. Here's a long list of the stuff they've done to me um, that you've just read in the book as I internalize what I'm about to do. Whereas none of that's happened. It's just like, yep, now this is the person, we're about to do it, and move on. And I like that. It moves at a very brisk pace because of it. Yeah, like, so, okay. This was her first adult book. She was writing YA in middle grade before. So, like, Mm. 
There you go. You can yeah. ha- you could call it her hybrid. Before. Yeah, it was. She still actually. <laughs> it, was, it was before. She still writes YA books. She she writes both. Um, but that's kind of what I've read. I think she has five series: um, Darker Shade of Magic, Vicious, Savage Song, The Archives, and Near Witch. I haven't read Near Witch. Um, I think it was her first series, and I don't think it's actually in print still. Um, mm. so I have not, I think my library has it, but I just haven't picked it up. Um, archive is probably the closest to like, a, a typical YA and it's currently only a duology. Um, and I still enjoy it more than most YA books because for mm. her series, some of them do have romance in it, um, and things like that, but like it's always it's 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 never the focus point it's always something else uh-huh. so like this a darker shade of magic and this savage song neither of those have romance in them at all and, and they're yeah. both the starts yeah, of good. series so like later there is some in both of them um and by the time, especially in A Darker Shade of Magic, that it actually happens, you're like, yes, I am all here for this. This is fine. As where it's not like... And, and Darker Shade of Magic is the two main characters. It's a guy and a girl. And you're not sitting there going, we're going to hit a page where they're suddenly going to fall in love, aren't we? So it's it's about... It's it's inevitable. Yeah. It's a YA book. Um, it's not a <laughs> Um <laughs> And this book is completely devoid of romance, even when there is a love interest that dies. Like, both guys are like, did I really actually like her? And, uh... Oh, it's so awful. It really is. These are not good dudes. No. I also... That's what I was going to say. I love the fact that Victor is not a product of, like, something shitty happened to him. He's not out... Like, he was a shithead before all this happened. So, like... Yeah. I kind of love that. It's not, I've become this awful thing because you put me in jail kind of thing. So mm-hmm. He was awful before and he was yeah. awful after. And I, 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 I like that. I genuinely appreciated the fact that we didn't have to see redemption arcs for anybody. Right. Who's like, good, this is, I'm a bad person, but I'm doing this because the other person's a worse person. Yeah. I'm hoping maybe Sydney gets the redemption arc over the three books like I really just hope that Victor continues to be Victor maybe maybe that's uh, that could be a good one as well maybe she slowly realizes that Victor's a bad guy yeah and uh, and then the third book Victorious can actually be about her being victorious over Victor maybe what happens maybe but I kind of doubt it because he's the first person to really kind of look out for her and care for her so I hmm. think she'll be pretty loyal to him. Also, so. she's got the worst power when it comes to killing people since her power is bringing people back to life. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to kill you, Victor, by bringing you back to life. Twice. Yeah, it's not like... I guess it doesn't go the other way. It's not like she can do both. Oh, my God. What if she learned that in the next book? That, that would be, be cool. it, you know? Well, I mean, get a gun. Um yeah, that, oh yeah, that... I've got a superpower. You're so, you're so American, Emily. <laughs> well, no, but like, I can kill you. And I can with bring you back. With my gun. Because yeah. I've got it. It's my, it's, my, it's my right in the Second Amendment. <laughs> I get to bear arms. 
Um, so Emily, you mentioned you have a book that you are absolutely excited to start reading. What book is that? Ooh, it's Vacation Land by John Hodgman. Do we get to make recommendations? Yeah, go ahead. Give me recommendations. Ooh, okay. What? I probably don't need to tell your listeners because this is like a huge book right now. Wait, before before you say it, Emily, can I? Because it's it's what I'm going to read soon, and I want to project. I want to say what I thought you were telling me it was. Okay, go ahead. Which is Lincoln on the Bayou. (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln in New Orleans, just cracking shit up. That is not at all what it's about. Uh, No, it's called Lincoln and the Bard. Lincoln and the Bardo. Lincoln on uh, the Bayou by George George Saunders, and it's no, it's nothing like that. It's so hard to describe, but it's an amazing, beautiful... It's essentially Dante's Inferno rewritten with Lincoln's Kid, right? Uh, like, on the most basic level. I know that it's... A, this is on my to-read list, too. It's just I'm really far down the list at the library. Um, I No, I wouldn't... I mean, I guess like That's how... there's an afterlife element okay. in he, he... But I, I can't really compare the two. That's just the vibe I got off Goodreads, so. Yeah, kind kind of. Like, maybe in, like, the most basic sense. Because he does have, like, a gu- three guides. But he's also not really being guided. It's it's so hard to explain. I could never explain this book to anyone. But this is, uh... Does he eat, does he eat Cajun food? Oh, my he does God. Not. He doesn't eat anything in the book because he's dead. Is this your uh, top read of this year? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And I mean, I know I read Waylander too, but <laughs> <laughs> this comes before Waylander two. It's close second. There you go. But it, it won the Booker uh, Prize this year, so everyone, Wait, please. Waylander two won the Booker Prize. Yes, yes it did. So many years later. Twenty four years yeah, after it was written. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're reading Vacation Land, which is the John Hodgman book. Yeah, and then I'm gonna start Vacation Very Land. Very nice. Yeah, um, Ollie, what are you reading next? I'm um because I had to rebuy it today because I left out my copy in my classroom over Christmas. Um, <laughs> I bought Outlander because Emily has told me so much about how brilliant it is, and I bought it today <laughs> and I'm going to right read it over Christmas. And because it's a series, I'll probably end up reading all of Outlander <laughs> between now and March. But just Emily mentioned Waylander too. Since we did the first episode we were on for this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've read every David Gemmell novel awesome. throughout the rest of the year. Um, so that's what I've been reading. And at various points, I was reading while also having an audiobook on the go of another novel. And <laughs> I just came to realize that you can just interchange bits of David Gemmell novels with other bits of David <laughs> Gemmell novels. And it Create a super no Gemmell difference. novel. It's just a super Gemmell novel. The entire Drenai saga is might as well be just boiled down to the same characters doing the same things. And that sounds like I'm being negative. I'm not. It's fucking awesome. That's awesome. And and Ollie, what did what was the book that you just finished last week? Uh Vicious? No. Last week. Last week. Did I I finish what was I the book sent you had? a book. I'm not talking about it, Emily. You know I'm not bringing this up. <laughs> Emily sent me Where the Red Fern Grows. Okay. And I cried like a child <laughs> at the end of it when the stuff goes down i'm even getting upset thinking about it now we've already talked about it. we've, it's coming up on our podcast okay. in the new year 
uh, where I broke down and cried like a little baby um, <laughs> while reading the book. So, yes, um, it's a very emotional thing. Uh, anyone who hasn't read where the red fern grows um i don't recommend it because you would cry <laughs> oh, i think you were the last person in the world who had probably read it. i feel like that's like a well, staple never even, of childhood although it's a very never, american yeah, book yeah that's probably true yeah i'd never even heard of it before emily mentioned it uh do you have a 2017 red recommendation from 2017 yeah, like i what's... don't think I don't think I read any books that were written. No, in no, no. Sorry. Uh, well, no, like, but what, just that you what, read. What was this your year? standout book for this year? Let me see. Uh, <laughs> what's the best book I read? Hard Boiled Wonderland. Year. Yes, and the end of the earth. And the end no. of the world. <laughs> no, no, I won't recommend that. Um, IQ if I am going to read one, IQ eighty four was a much better book. <laughs> mm. I forgot um, you read IQ eighty four. Also, that reminds me, I must get Kafka. Kafka on the shore. shore. On the shore. Um, no, he's not on the shore. He's on the bayou. <laughs> I do have to say, Emily, um, so I do uh, on my blog an end of year like summary for what I've read and mm-hmm. like what I've done with the literary world. And one of the questions is like best book from a genre you don't typically read. And I definitely put mm-hmm. down Hard Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah i i don't think it's his best but it's in, it was interesting what is his best Emily? <laughs> i well i have the two i've read only. <laughs> uh i liked kafka but i also hear really good things about wind up bird chronicle and uh pretty much everything I need else to get his uh short story collection that came out this year oh yeah that one i read the first one and then um it was it was kind of co-opted by someone else, but it was, I, I would need to read more of it. I can't, I can't Short judge it. Short story collections first story. Are, are very touchy, like, because it, yeah. it, it's always a variety of uh, levels and of, Ollie, we stalled quite a bit for you. Have you come up with a book? Oh, sorry. I didn't realize you were still stalling. Um, if I'm going to recommend one book from this year that I read, and because I reread it again, um, I am going to recommend Lion of Macedon okay. by David Gemmell. And I think anybody who picks up Lion of Macedon will genuinely enjoy the novel. It's about the ancient Greeks, and it's about the fall of Greece at the hands of um, Parmenian the general. So he, he grows up in Sparta, as an outcast because his uh, mother is Macedonian but he gets trained like all the other Spartan warriors and then eventually oh, yeah. he goes yeah he goes well that happens in the book as well and yeah. it was one of the first times I read about that and it's yeah. just completely normalized um, and it was uh, as a kid as I was reading it was like oh yeah all right that makes perfect sense yeah, just, I understand what's going on here um, but then he goes and leads becomes the general who leads Philip of Macedon's armies. Really cool. So effectively, he was trained by the Greeks to become the best at beating the Greeks. And cool. uh, and it's it's a very well-written book. It's got historical, actual historical characters in it, but then he we, uh, David Gemma weaves a story in and around them. And it so is, it's like historical uh, it's fiction. A, it's historical fiction, and it's genuinely... Uh, a, a very good fantastic read mm. and um reading about the spartans is it's super interesting because there's just stuff that you don't realize that they were doing that they were and <laughs> it was it was 
like the, a strangely progressive society while at the same time being incredibly regressive so primitive it's yeah, yeah it's good it's a good book oh good i i should read that one and the second one is called dark prince <laughs> and that brings in the idea of a devil so uh so since you read so many things that i recommend i will read that one in 2018 oh, look at you Perfect. that's so sweet especially if you, you send in- me a copy <laughs> I have no problem. It will, I'll send you one of my copies. So. <laughs> or just send me one from Amazon. It's probably cheaper that way. Yeah, that probably whatever. is true. But I, I like I like the personal touch where I can write stuff on the inside of the covers and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of, Ollie got me a signed copy of this book uh, with the UK cover. So this is now when I have an English and in the UK and they're both signed and I love it so much. Awesome. So, uh Wait, I just said awesome because you have the book. Not awesome because I sent it to you. I didn't take it that way. but uh... Awesome because you you brought you joy. I need to... Um, I have one of, only one of her books that aren't signed, so that'll be a 2018 goal. Oh, um, if you do decide to read A Darker Shade of Magic, they just re-released a collector's edition. edition. Oh, with all three books in um, one? No, no, no. It's, it's just the first book, but it's the first book with artwork and an inverted cover and um i think a short couple of short stories um or novellas in the world um and the only reason i thought of it is because she literally signed every single copy so oh wow Um, and it's let's hope there's only like a hundred copies because that's a lot i can't remember how many i just remember like occasionally she'd be like and i just got five thousand new pages to set today so um Um, is it hardcover red it's hardcover um which is why like i'm probably going to get a copy of it because i have it in paperback and the rest of them in hardback so i kind of need it but uh yeah it's the original covers are white uh this one is black Mm -hmm. so um unless you get it from barnes noble Uh, where apparently it's silver so can can i tell a little story about author signing books Mm -hmm. Uh, Robert Jordan, my favorite author, um, who passed away, uh, sadly. Around about the sixth or seventh book, all of the books released have a copy of his signature on the inside cover. Mm-hmm. Right, So it's like, it'll have the title, it'll have by Robert Jordan, and then it's, it's his signature at the bottom. Yes. And he got asked why he does, or why he did that, or why did he say that? And he goes, because he was tired of people asking him to write Robert Jordan. He was like, maybe... <laughs> Like, maybe they just want to see the signature. And he obviously was telling a joke, but the guy he says this to in the interview was like, oh, no, I think they want you to sign it personally. Oh, God. Bless. <laughs> and Robert Jordan was like, Grant, but the absolute best thing about this is every time he signed the book after that, he uses a slightly different signature. Oh, cool. So it doesn't match up with the printed one. <laughs> and so you'll see the printed, this is the official Robert Jordan signature. And then his actual signature that he's written above it is... I was going to say slightly different. In some cases, very, very different from it. Mm. And I think he did that just to annoy the hardcore <laughs> fans because, like, a proper hardcore fan went, oh, no, it, it, it doesn't match up. And uh, it, the last interview I heard from him, um, he actually says somebody asked him to re-sign oh it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because it didn't match. Oh my that gosh. is so crazy. <laughs> Which I just think is, like, what sort of a fan? Because <laughs> says, oh, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Jordan. Uh, or Mr. Rigney, um, could you could you resign it? <laughs> uh, wait, 
So I have a question. Megan, you have a lot of signed copies. You go to signings mm-hmm. and things, but you also live in New York where a lot of those happen. Yes. <laughs> um, Ollie, have you been to a lot of book signings with authors you admire? I have been to a few signings. I've I've had David Gemmell sign stuff mm-hmm. and this is my this is my nerd shame. <laughs> I flew to New York to get Robert Jordan to sign a book for That's me. Awesome. Wow. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. It was quite literally the entirety of my trip was planning to go see him signing books. That sounds and, like a great uh, trip. And that's yeah, how it that went. Like yeah, reason. I was there for, f- uh, it was the main reason though. Like, it wasn't yeah. the only thing we did for four days we were there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he signed the book on the Tuesday. I mean, like, that's us done. If it, you've been like, <laughs> I flew to Nowheresville, Ohio to get him to sign, then we might be like, yeah, that's a little nerdy. But <laughs> I, I kind of actually wanted to go to, um, uh, North Carolina to get him to sign it, and it was going. I, uh, I had a plan to just show up to his house. Oh, that yeah, that's, <laughs> that's oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, see, I I grew up down the road from Anne McCaffrey, and uh, she was just a very nice. Uh, she's a fantasy okay. author, um, yes. and she was just really nice. And we would bump into her all the time, so I got into the habit of thinking, Jesus, authors are lovely. Like <laughs> she wrote um, a series about dragons, right? She wrote uh, Dragon Riders of Parent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And uh, she was very nice. And her house is like a hobbit house. Oh, cool. See, I've never... We have signings at my store all the time, but they're usually local authors and things. But um, I have one or two books that have been signed, but it's just one of those things where they sat there and signed and signed and signed and it's not personalized. Mm -hmm. I've never gone to a book signing and gotten my book signed by an author that I like. Yeah. I I like it when they write something... They write something personal on it mm-hmm. um so that the, the robert jordan wrote them um, this will only be worth something when i'm dead <laughs> and unfortunately <laughs> yeah he did. um but uh yeah that's the one the one book i have in my possession that it'll never ever not be in my possession it's it's yeah it's, it's basically seen right. the way right. like it's maybe maybe that'll be a goal of mine in the next few years is to like go to some book signings like take some trips to so say la or wherever get some books signed you could uh go to the bayou <laughs> there's a there's two big conventions here um in mm-hmm. may They're, it's all the same week the first is a uh, bea books book expo america um mm-hmm. where you have to be in the literature industry somehow um, you either have to be a librarian or a teacher, an author, work in a bookstore kind of thing. It's supposed to be... I'm in the um, industry. Yeah, and I, and I don't know... I don't know, like, it's different pricing levels and things like that. Um, does, uh, does podcasting about books count? There is non-editorial media, so yes, this might be an eventual goal, is like, nice. if I could get in based on podcasting, that would be awesome. Um, I've not been to BEA, um... My uh, fabulous co-host is an English teacher, and so she's considering going. Um, Ooh. Oh, yes. like cool. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I think she goes back and forth on whether or not she's going. Um, but it ends. So that's like um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday is BookCon, which is the public side of BEA. Um, so this past year, BookCon had... Um, Margaret Atwood, uh, Victoria oh. Schwab was there. 
Um, Chad Michael Murray apparently wrote a book. Um, I love the way you made that sound like the two were on the same level. Um, you know, Margaret Atwood, Victoria Schwab, they were sitting beside each other. I, I imagine they get on really well. No, they were there on different days. But, um, Chad Michael Murray was signing books. Uh, Kristen, I cannot think of her last name, but <laughs> Jessica Jones, essentially. Um, <laughs> Kristen, really. Thank you. I could not think of her last name for life of me. Um, Daniel Jose Older, which is a wonderful uh, urban fantasy writer that I love. Um, so yeah, and then I, we even saw some comic book authors and, and got a few signed. So cool, we, we had a blast. Awesome. So yeah, if you ever want a very kind of scary but also really cool experience, because there's a lot of freaking people there. Um, yeah. So, um, Sorry, that, I was just talking to my cat. No, I know. <laughs> um, okay. So in case people are listening and don't know who you guys are in your fantastic podcast, what is it? Ollie? <laughs> uh, we do a podcast called Best Acquaintances. And in Best Acquaintances, we talk to people that we only know from the internet. So Such as we know from, Megan Griffin. Such as Megan Griffin. Um, and Dan McCoy. Uh, and Dan McCoy. <laughs> and Dan McCoy from the, from the Flophouse. So what we do is we pick one of our friends or somebody we know from uh, from the groups, one of the Facebook groups we're in. We send them a message and say, hey, do you want to come on to the podcast? Do you want to chat to us? <laughs> and uh, then we ring them up and it's the first time we'll have had a Skype call or a <laughs> Google Hangout with them. Yeah. And we ask them about themselves and let them tell us all about themselves. We it's, learn it's about some real people. Yeah, we make real connections <laughs> in a digital world. <laughs> It is always great to listen to. These are some people that everybody's fascinating. <laughs> they really like everybody. Yeah. Really is no, fascinating. The, the number of times people Stephanie, say, Stephanie, who's like, I'm boring, and then it's like, Well, what do you do? <laughs> oh, I do this in Alaska, and <laughs> like fifty other things. I'm it's go like hunt what? bears tomorrow, or not hunt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, find I'm bears. going out. Did you ever see the movie Grizzly Man? I'm going out to do that on, on Monday. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to work on Monday, the same as I yeah. always do. Yeah. Um, are you guys releasing um, this week, or are you guys taking a break? I was going to say to Emily that after uh, we finish here, so you can cut this out, uh, that we should just record a happy Christmas message for everybody and just release that and like a little Merry Christmas to all of the besties. Aww. Do you want um, to? Because it'll be released on Christmas Day. Yeah, so that's what I always think we can do. Okay. <laughs> we'll, so to answer your question, Megan. Maybe? <laughs> we'll, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> we just released our Christmas episode, which has my best friend on it. So she's the first one, that, yes. first person we know from real life. Which I haven't listened to Wait, yet. I thought every every episode has my best friend on it. Jason um, Statham? He always does this. Oh, no, Emily. <laughs> I was thinking to Jason. <laughs> Jason's he's not my best friend. He just bloody lives in my house. I can't get rid of the bastard. Technically, Murphy is in the background of every episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Murphy is in the background. God, I love Murphy. Um, uh, any other plans of spinoff podcasts or anything? Because you guys don't have enough to do? Yeah, it's called After Acquaintances. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Where we talk about the person who was just on and we are not nice. No, we are never nice. Yeah. We we sound like we're nice, but we're really, really mean about the person. Bitch. Um, but no, no, uh, wait, I don't know if we have a spin-off podcast. Emily, do you want to have a spin-off podcast with somebody? No, thanks. <laughs> no, I'm I'm okay too. I might, I was considering being like a co-host on a 
book podcast. But, <laughs> oh. but then I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, considering uh, that those details are not completely locked down yet, I'm not going to get into that. But yeah, just... Just uh, when you say your co-host is going to be Stephanie, am I to assume that's Stephanie Cortez? Yes, Stephanie Cortez. Great, because she has an awesome yes. voice for podcasting. Yes, I'm very excited uh, to bring her on, and uh, that I think is February. She'll be joining. Split the work. It's the not even part. that. It's more just like my voice has been great the entire time I've been doing this, which means at some point I'm going to lose my voice for about four months. So. That'll be interesting to see what happens, and hopefully it never does. Good. And Emily, we should bring Stephanie on our podcast. We should bring Stephanie on your podcast. She has yeah. a really cute dog too. Absolutely. Oh, uh, awesome. You can talk about dogs the whole time, and other Perfect. fascinating things about Stephanie. Mm-hmm. I said that is yawning. I should probably restate. <laughs> it's very late. Should, it is. We should probably end the podcast. Here. Um. So yeah, you guys are all over social media. You guys have a great Facebook group. I'm totally promoting your podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could come on to the Facebook group, which is Best Acquaintance Podcast on Facebook, and, uh, and join. We only allow nice people in, and everybody there is really supportive and helpful to each other. Yeah. Um, we are on Twitter, at Ollie and Emily, yes. which basically means that Emily is on Twitter, <laughs> since I don't know how to work the bloody thing. Um, I think, do we have... Uh, we? Do we have any other social medias, Emily? Nope. <laughs> That's nope. that are podcast no. related. I, we're we're post millennials, so therefore we don't, <laughs> we don't know what else to do with ourselves. Um, and yeah, so come along and join us and, and listen to some of the episodes. I, I guarantee that you'll you'll have fun. Listen to Megan's episode; she's delightful. Oh, that one's very old now. Sorry, that is my window's open, so you're hearing people outside. Um, <laughs> It's a real New York experience. <laughs> Is that carolers? <laughs> I wish. Um, uh, and tell, tell your husband it's carolers while I give you a creepy message about how I think you're <laughs> um, As for me, you can find me at, I have two other podcasts, uh, Fable Yellow Retellings, which is on hiatus as we are between seasons. Um, we just released our top 10 books of 2017. So you can go listen to us talk about books for two hours. Um, then uh, handbook for handbook for mortals is my other one where I me and a friend read through the 2017 controversial book a hand no mm-hmm. just handbook for mortals because for whatever reason we both want to keep adding an A, um, which is just a fun. It's also turned into the point of let's talk about what the author has done this week that is not the brightest thing in the world. Yeah, that book is a mess. Um, <laughs> you can also check out my personal blog which is meggriffin.com uh, which is uh, Meg with two G's and uh, about to release my year in summary of what I've read which is currently at 111 books so wow I'm sure. uh, wait is it three G's yep. then in the address yeah. okay oh, I thought it would have been cool if it was M-E-G-G dot riffin <laughs> So it's it's Meg, <laughs> and she's riffing. Maybe if I ever if I ever get to the point where I actually keep up with it more than like once a month, I might do that. So, um, yeah, I, I started organizing that today. So, um, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> but I learned I read how many books for podcasting on. I lost my accounts. A lot. Twenty six books for podcasts. 
Wow. Yeah. Um, and Wheelander 2 was the best of them. <laughs> After Vicious. It was definitely one of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Judging Book Covers will be back in January with Ryan Lynch and Tracy Tanoff. And we are reading oh. Restless by William awesome. Boyd. So. Uh, it sounds YA. Um, no, it is not. Do you just assume? No joke, my breakdowns <laughs> of books this year is like. Single word. Say YA to me. 36 YA. That is the biggest horse shit I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'm looking at my list of YA books. None of them are one word. As I, where my adult books, there's it. Vicious. Confess. Gray. Vicious. Infected. <laughs> silk. Does gray count? It's still technically adult. It's adult erotic crap. Only just. But it probably could count as new adults, but that is a whole nother conversation for another day that I will keep putting off having. I think we're done. So 2017 okay. is in the books. Good. Hopefully 2018 is all of our years. And yeah. all of our years. What? <laughs> all of our years. <laughs> That's Ollie's name. No, I know. I know. I just I couldn't figure out the way to segue out of that. Uh. That uh, that purring noise you hear is Emily's cat. It's not me. <laughs> Making your podcast debut. All right. That is a great opinion of the book. And um, <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's. Bye. Bye.